Welcome everybody to the John Lyon Podcast. This is episode 37. Philip Coleman's in the house. Hello. Dallin Lucas is in the house. Hello. And we're going to get right into it. First off, fun fact. Do you guys ever like to hunt unicorns? Uh, yep. No. Have you ever hunted a unicorn, Phil? Mm-hmm. Hunted? Yes. No, because you get cursed. <laughs> oh, it's not because they're not real? Yeah. <laughs> well, check this out. Oh, hunting unicorns is legal in Michigan. Do they know that unicorns <laughs> <Yeah>. aren't real? <laughs> well, check this out. It says, That's Lake- probably why we don't have any more is because of Michigan. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. They all migrated to Michigan, and then Michigan just killed them all. Basically. Uh, it says, Lake Superior State University in Michigan offers a unicorn hunting license. Well, the fact that who's crazier, Michigan, for saying that it's legal to hunt unicorns, or everyone else for not saying it's not legal. Or the fact that people or actually illegal. go go and <laughs> they went and got unicorn license or hunting license. Uh, it says uh, Chief Herald of the Unicorn Hunters was once quoted saying the pursuit of the unicorn is a lonely quest. <laughs> we wish them nothing but good luck and for <laughs> anyway, that's Michigan. But it is legal if you ever want to go hunt unicorns. Things like that just remind me of Parks and Rec. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just the weird laws like how far are you into rewatching it? Uh, season four. Okay, I remember season two was the very first episode where, on accident, Leslie Nope married the two male penguins, oh, the, yeah. the gay penguins. Yeah, and then they uh, totally portray like the ultra cons- Christian conservative mm-hmm. woman like throughout the whole series of, uh, you need to unmarry them or we're gonna impeach you, whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> um. So, sorry, take a drink of water. We have two movie reviews. This is the first time we've done this since, I think, episode one, when we reviewed Spider-Man Homecoming and War for the Planet of the Apes. That was a long time ago. That was last July. Ooh. I know, right? That's a while. <laughs> that was episode one, and it probably sucked if you go back and listen to it, but that's okay. No, it didn't. Um, well, that was when we still had chairs, so we were just looking at each other, not knowing what to do with our hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Ricky Bobby thing. I don't know what to do with my hands. He just <laughs> when he's getting interviewed, he just holds them up. Uh, so we w- this one's a little late, but we saw Ready Player One a few weeks ago. So we're just gonna give a brief little summary what we liked about it, maybe some of the things they can improve on, and then we're gonna jump into a quiet place. I feel like we should do the whole review in like sign language or whispering. Or just like this. Yes. Like, so when we watched it. <laughs> Hey, this to, room would be perfect for that movie. I know. Well, if we whispered the whole time and then randomly shout out like certain things we were excited about, it might hurt people's ears when they're like listening into their car radio, just like how the damn movie was, where <laughs> you're just sitting there and all of a sudden something gets knocked over and you're just like, oh. Anyway, Ready Player One, directed by Steven Spielberg, based on the book that came out, I think, in 2011 called Ready Player One. The book was heavily based more so, I think, um, on the nostalgia of 80s. Where in as in the movie they shifted it and it was more just about video games, pop culture, movies, eighties, all stuff like that. So, um, hopefully everyone's seen it. It was a really good movie. Uh, what's the premise of it, Phil? Do you want to give us a summary? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think I should be because I give the least amount of detail. About things. <laughs> That's true. I'll take or over maybe that. Maybe I'm one. the best. Yeah, for maybe because <laughs> there's going to be some listeners who are like, I don't give a crap. John gives too many details. How about I? Uh, do the overview, and then we'll ask you what you liked about the movie. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Nice. <laughs> um, so the overview is it's the year 2000, I think, 45? Yeah. Yes. And there's this crazy virtual reality called the Oasis, and everyone in the world is tapped into it. Normal life sucks. Yes. They show this kid 
I can't. What is his name? Wade. Wade. Why, Watts. Wade Wyatt. Wade, Wade Watts. Because it sounds Watts, like a superhero. Yeah. He says that. Um, so he lives in like a trailer park, a technologically advanced one that's like stacked uh, in Ohio. It but just looked like trash. He basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone goes in the virtuality of Oasis because it's basically to get away from reality, which like Phil said, it sucks. Um, and then there's the guy who created it, which I can't remember his name, but he's on a lot of movies. He's on Dunkirk. What is his character's name? I don't know. It's fine. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> it's been a while. He's basically the architect. He's the guy who, excuse me, created the Oasis, um, and then he died. Holloway. Something Holloway, yeah. Holloway. J- J- James, James Holloway. Holloway. Yeah, there you go. James That's Holloway. It. He created the Oasis, and uh, he died, but then he said, I have left three Easter eggs, or a challenge. I left an Easter egg, but there's three challenges, and whoever successfully completes these will have... The ability to control and change whatever they want in the oasis, the virtual reality, and pro- a bunch of money, and a bunch of money, his stocks, um, and half then a trillion dollars, half a trillion dollars. There you go. So it's just a good old adventure movie. It has a mix of real life action movie, a live action with the characters, and then it has insane CGI graphics when it comes to the oasis world, where anyone can imagine anything. Um, and turn it into like their own virtual reality. And that's why there's mentions and Easter eggs of video game characters, movies, uh, just different settings, different places around the world that you can go to. And that's why people want to get away from reality and they want to go into this virtual reality so they can live whatever they imagine, basically. So, Phil. Yeah. How did you like Ready Player One? It was good. Um, I know I say that a lot, but why would I go see a movie that I know... I don't want to see. But for this movie, I didn't really, really want to go see. I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be like a cool movie to eventually see. But then my wife was like, hey, let's go watch it. So I was like, okay. And I didn't have any expectations because I knew nothing about it besides it being a video game movie. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. But it passed my non-existing expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Non-existing. I was the same way. I uh, I knew it was directed by Steven Spielberg. I knew it was based on a book. But when I saw the trailer, I was just like, all right, that looks cool. And I, then Dallin invited me for an extra ticket, and I went. And I was, uh, let's just say I was blown away. I think it's really blown cool away. because these two movies, and I'm going to more focus on this one because that's what we're talking about, but they're not like completely, you know, like – new original idea type thing but they are like off the mainstream stuff they're not just like a superhero movie or fast and furious or i can't think a love story thing like for me it felt like just a newer idea like taking our world kind of now because a lot of people are tapped into social media video games and things like that and then it made it a fun adventure and so for me, I enjoyed it more because of the fact that it felt different. I didn't know why I was going into yeah. besides a video game movie. I was like, well, let's see what happens. It was nice, too, going into a movie in a very long time where, for at least me personally, nothing was, like, really hyped. Yeah. Which I think a lot of times we do that, especially with the Marvel movies, which we're huge fans of. Yeah. So just seeing a movie and it, like, totally blowing away my expectations and being way better than I thought it was going to be. Kind it of was, like how back in the day. It used yes, to be. exactly. <laughs> Where it's like you see a commercial for a movie, you're like, oh, that looks good. I I might want to see that. And then you go and see it and you're like, oh, yeah, that was nice. And you didn't see 
500 commercials, Facebook posts, and everybody's saying, this is going to be the biggest blockbuster of this time. Yeah, speaking of on a little tangent, the way I used to like hype myself up for when I was like, movies when I was like a teenager mm-hmm. and this is when social media before social media was even around so there was still heavily an emphasis on marketing on the actual movies website and you go to like www.lordofthings.com yeah and then or .net I think it was and the trailers that's the only place you could view the trailers because this is before even YouTube was big so I remember going just like when I was bored I'd go into like my dad's office and just like go to the actual like Harry Potter websites and just Watch, watch the trailer, trailer over and over again. That's how I used to get hyped for before social media, YouTube, or anything else that was like that. But yeah, so like Ready Player One was it was just a it's the most fun I've had in a long time. I think in a movie, yeah. especially not the most fun, but like I guess the least expected. At least uh, I can't even talk right now. I, I didn't expect to have this much fun, but I had I had a ton of fun. So I have to say one thing that I really liked about it was the main character that they focus on Wade. He wasn't special. Or anything, he he just paid attention. Yeah, like he was just a normal fanboy uh, for the James Halloway guy, but like he didn't have any superpowers. He didn't have anything like extra that no one else had. He just paid a little more attention at one point and well, figured and, it know, out. The the advantages that he had, they explained how he knew all this stuff. Like it wasn't just like like oh I I magically can fly the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, or like, oh, James yeah. Holloway was his his dad. <laughs> oh, I that... just get what you did there. <laughs> Making fun of Last Star Jedi. Wars. Yeah, no, but it wasn't like, oh, James Holloway was his his dad that gave him up for adoption or yeah. something like that. It was just he was a boy. He really liked the dude and no homo. Did you say nude? Dude, oh, it's like he, he really liked being the nude. <laughs> that's Maybe how he, he did. I don't that's know. how he brainstormed about the, how to find out the. He, he the, took those memories out. Yeah. <laughs> I did get really uncomfortable in the movie at one point when he was telling the girl, like, I love you. Oh, it's, we'll get into that when, okay. we, when we have... I, wow, I have spoiler. That's, that's probably, like, my, one of my flaws, but some, <laughs> I'm just going to list some things, and maybe this will get your guys' brainstorming. It's not a flaw, though. It's how people are online right now. That's true, yeah. Uh, so I think um, it was an awesome movie for, like, the ultimate... On a scale like, 1 to 10, where does awesome fit? I don't know. 9? Then yeah. I don't know. So some of the notes I wrote down was uh, it was an awesome like nerd movie with all of the Easter eggs. Just like oh my gosh, I know that reference. I know that reference. There's so many memes that came out with the whole line from Avengers with Captain America. Mm-hmm. I get that reference. So it was really cool seeing like all these things like mashed together, but not for me. It didn't feel like it was forced because yeah. they said they did a good job of setting up the world where like. For the most part, I think everything was earned as far as all the little Easter eggs of video game characters and movie things p- popping up in the world. And they didn't like sit on anything. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't say, see, look, we have Batman in the movie. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. They maybe name dropped a few things and then they just. And it was like quick. They, they went to the next scene. So it was a little treat for anybody who was paying attention. And then that was it. It's definitely a movie you can pause and just just like examine every frame in the movie. Yeah, you could just change every frame into like a desktop screensaver and then just analyze that for a couple, couple yeah. weeks at work and then switch it to the next one. Somebody said Mercy was in the movie, but I didn't see her. From Overwatch? Yeah. Yeah, Tracer was. But... I saw Tracer twice, but like yeah. somebody said Mercy was there. Huh. And then it had some Master Chief. Um... Oh, oh, they had Master a ton Chief. of Master Chiefs. <laughs> Master Chiefs. <laughs> the gun that his uh, friend was using that's H. The, he had the yeah. That's the assault Halo rifle, oh, the assault pistol? rifle thing. Oh, the assault rifle. Yeah, I was like, hey. Um, I enjoyed the story a lot. Like again, I didn't have like a bias because I never read the book. 
and I think they did change quite a few things. Like I said, they they took away. They didn't focus just on eighties because I guess the author had like a boner for eight, everything eighties. I think some other podcasts I was listening to and um, interviews were saying like that there's like forty pages dedicated in the book just to talking about the band Rush. Which is funny because I just saw the for Thank the first goodness. time ever, <laughs> I love you, man. Over the weekend, yeah, I know yeah. it's an old movie, but those guys love Rush, so maybe they should have made an appearance when it talk, came to talking about Rush. Um, I had a ton of fun. It felt like uh, old school '80s and '90s movies, like kind of like just that feeling of I'd never seen something like this before, like yeah. Back to the Future. Uh, even though the DeLorean is in there, which is pretty funny, and it has the the Night Rider light on the front. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, and then also the cinematography was really good, but also most of it, just the camera angles because they have the ability to make any camera angle possible because most of it is in done inside a computer. Yeah. So it's just, it was really, I mean, in the CGI and then obviously seeing an IMAX was just pretty insane. What about you guys? Anything else that stood out to you that you liked? I liked that they used like the original of a lot of things too, because like when you see, I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, you see in the commercial. Yeah, if you see in the trailer, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the old one type thing, but oh, then yeah, yeah. tied with like new technology and stuff. And then the Gundam as well. It was like the first one yep. instead of like the newer ones that have like angel wings and things like that. We had little models of them when we were teenagers. The Gundam wings. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see that they were using like still like old original things. So kind of going off of like retro, yeah, yeah, and stuff, but not you know relishing it. Seeing they're like, oh, the '80s and Rush and things like that. So I I like the idea. And then the only time I felt that they were kind of like, and we have this was, I'm not going to say it, but like remember towards the end, like they're throwing things for them to use inside the car, and then they throw that. That thing. I don't remember that part. And the guy's like, oh, Chucky. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the, like, the, you mean like, the, well, fi- like the final battle? Yeah. Yeah, the final battle is where they're just going to start throwing everything in your face. Yeah. I didn't feel like that was like in your face. That was the only thing I mean, it, that I was it's like, just oh. Chucky. It's not like, it's not like they were just like, and here's Boba Fett and like, yeah, no. like <laughs> something like that. Darth Vader's in here. Yeah. Ray. Well, then they say Steven Spielberg actually got the go-ahead because they had to get the film rights or at le- least the for permission for everything, like video yeah. games, everything. And most of it they didn't have to pay for. Yeah. but Because it's basically almost like free advertisement. For well, and them. it's mostly Warner Brothers stuff anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they did get the rights to Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy, didn't Lucasfilm Disney said that you can use yeah. it, but Steven Spielberg didn't want to. He just had a name. They named, I won't spoil it, but they, they name dropped something, but they don't ever show anything from Star Wars. Yeah. Like I made the joke couple weeks ago on Party Chat on Xbox saying, oh, he wanted to give Supreme Leader Snoke a backstory, but Star Wars wouldn't let him, <laughs> or Disney wouldn't let him. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't even use, like, a lightsaber. I know. Yeah, that would have been, true. like, you seem like it would have been, like, an easy, yeah. maybe maybe because Star Wars is so, like, in our face right well, now with all the that's movies. that's what he was saying. Oh, he said like, that? He didn't want things that are just, like, ultra relevant to yeah. just the main pop culture they scene. They could even freaking threw like an Indiana Jones whip and hat in there too and they didn't do that. Yeah. And he also said he didn't want to use a lot of stuff from his movies. Yeah. Which yeah. I think they they did a really good one during the car race in the beginning. I won't spoil it but that was it fit well. That, that was really cool yeah. actually. Yeah. So but uh, any uh, it's the only flaw I really had was it just kind of people have mentioned like the love story. I mean you did have a good point though a counter argument. I didn't mind it. It's like it makes sense, but um, well, 
Well, it was awkward. Well, because yes. but it's like people it sense. like you will hear stories every now and then where people will just meet somebody online and they've never met before, and then they're just yeah, like, World oh of my Warcraft gosh. marriages. Yeah, I love them so much; they're my everything. And then they get catfished. But or, which they bring that up and they, they bring yeah. that up in the movie, which is hilarious. Yeah, but it doesn't work when when he does meet her and she's like actually gorgeous. Yeah, no, yeah. She's like, <laughs> they try to make her look like, ugly, yeah. but it's like you're just like they they didn't even try hard to make I know. her ugly. Yeah, they're just like, well, we're gonna make sure her hair's not done. She's yeah, she's not wearing she's not wearing she's not wearing it. too much makeup. She she's wearing just like you know dumpy clothes but it's because of the area she lives in yeah maybe but, she doesn't spend enough time in the real world to realize what she actually looks like yeah maybe there's <laughs> maybe there's no mirrors in the real world so no one can see what they look like so they forget that they're like they're like oh well, i guess i am pretty good looking <laughs> she's like oh okay well and then they fit they spend so much more time focusing on the avatars which are representations of them that they don't care what they look like yeah which i guess you could say would happen to people in video games and computer games nowadays where they're so addictive and they can't control it that they care more about what their characters look like in the actual game world. Yeah, John. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, some backstory here. So we'll be playing, like there's games where you have to collect, you know, pieces of armor so you can look get cool. better stats and stuff. John will literally forego something that will make him... That'll make him a god character, basically. Yeah. He's like, mm, that doesn't match my shoes. Exactly. <laughs> So you got to understand, because growing up, uh, when I just first discovered this about myself, I was a teenager, and me and David used to play a game called uh, EverQuest. It was like called Champions of Norath, a lot yeah. like Diablo, above, third person, but you could like create your class, barbarian, whatever it was, and you just picked up loot all the time, and we just loved making our characters look tight. Yeah, but then every time without fail, since like, uh, this handbag doesn't go with I know, right? <laughs> Eyeliner. And you can change the character the way they look before you select them, like their tattoos, their hair color, their hairstyle. Mm. And that game introduced me to the world of every time there's a freaking character select screen, I am creating my character for like 40 minutes and then like, oh, do I really like that? And then like deleting a character and starting a new character, even though a lot of times you don't even see your character. But In spite of John's OCD, I created a character that was black but wearing... Like really outlandish makeup and had pink hair and stuff. Yeah, and he even have black people hair. He had like white people hair. It was like straight, like thin. It wasn't even like a fro or anything. I was like, that is so unrealistic, Phil. Yeah. And then Phil's like, that's the point, John. It's a video game. It doesn't John, have to be me. John uncomfortable. <laughs> it did. <laughs> See, and then I know it's like this. When I create avatars of characters, I have like sometimes I want to make them look exactly like me. Like the last time I played Skyrim, I did like a guy with a bald head and a nice big beard. But a lot of times I want to be the characters that like like lizard characters or lion characters, whatever it is. That's just, nothing like you, John. I know. Except for the last name. But the lion. Sorry for anybody, by the way, who Lizard's can hear a close. dog barking. That's my brother's dog upstairs, but hopefully this room's soundproof enough to uh They can't hear it. Yeah, cool. Um yeah, so I mean other than that, like I would if you it's it's still in the theaters, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, go it's see it out for like two weeks. Yeah, go see Ready Player One, preferably in IMAX. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of it was filmed at IMAX. You would know more on that down there. Yeah, most of it was. Yeah. My wife, who doesn't play video games and doesn't really like them too much, she loved the movie. Well, yeah, because it's so. not about video games. It's not about that stuff. Like, those are just, like... Bonuses. Just little bonuses for people that know what it is. Yeah. But it's not like if you don't know what that is, you're not going to follow the story. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it was good that they only focused on those Easter eggs for a split second. Just to get everybody who did know about that reference to kind of please them. And then it skipped to the next one, so yeah. it didn't like. Oh, and like, they didn't have any Pokemon. Oh, they didn't. That's true. 
All right, movies three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and what you were saying about like the book, like a lot of people who read the book, they were disappointed with the movie because yeah. their expectations are through the roof. Yeah. And like, I don't know, this is just a personal thing that I've done. Every time I go see a movie that's either based off of something, I I just pretend like those didn't exist. Yeah. Because it's, because nine times out of ten, you're going to be disappointed. Yep. Yeah. Because it's, it, you either have this like different vision in your mind of how you wanted this to play out or this to happen. Like, I think the only thing, the only movie that I think has actually improved on the original is like it. Yeah. Like that one's based off of a book that was a TV show. And then. You're saying it was good that they left out the scene where all the kids had to have sex with the girl? No. I'm just kidding. I mean, that would have been made it better. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that like, you, you just can't go into a movie with expectations because yeah. you're going to be disappointed. Because yeah. I think the same thing with, like, books. We've already had this discussion on video games. A book, you know, anywhere from five to 700 pages of details, of yeah, you imagination. You same can't thing, tell the same story. Same with video games. Like, sometimes they're 30 to 40 hours. Like, you can't, and it takes about sometimes that long to read a book as well. well I mean, let's for read, me. <laughs> I know. I don't know how long, oh, actually, know. on average, it, t- it takes to read books for people. It's probably, like, a month for me. Yeah. So, like a 300-page book. Yeah, take like and that's a month. that's why there's only been some movies that have been successfully like I think Lord of the Rings trilogy has one of the best examples of adapting a, some sort of but like play. diehard yes. fans of the book don't like the movie exactly and then Harry Potter did a fairly good job but I think it wasn't until I learned like down point out to like separate them like well, yeah. the books are the books and the yeah. movies are the movies because like things happen in the movies that like didn't happen in the books of course yeah because it just wouldn't make sense so they had to change things around like either financially or or maybe something the author didn't think of that yeah. might actually work better on film, but it works just fine in the book. Well, like the rumor was that um, J.K. Rowling didn't want Ron and Hermione to end up together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but because of the way the movies were playing out, made it seem like they were going to get together. So she had to kind of oh, you're force right. that into the book. She books. was halfway through the series when the books, the movies started coming out. Yeah, she. Yeah. I think she wanted she wanted Harry and Hermione, Hermione to get together, which one made more sense. Because she's like, Ron and Hermione, that's just disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. They probably got a divorce. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did? No, I'm just saying. They didn't. They didn't. Oh, and the Cursed cursed Child is still together, but she's black. So that happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did he like cast a spell on her? (laughs) (laughs) Divorce is an option. He's like, I'm "I'm bored with you being white. (laughs) (laughs) You get that spell ready in that cauldron? (laughs) Change your race? Polyjuice potion was too strong. Speaking gender of gender fluidity, works very well in the wizarding world. <laughs> a race? Well, Michael Jackson already had that potion, so. <laughs> but it had negative effects. That's it true. Beyond the sun, to his mind. Yeah, um, so that's our review for Blade Player One. Awesome movie by Steven Spielberg. Go see it in theaters. Go see it in IMAX. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Pokemon. Lack of Pokemon for Phil. <laughs> I say it's you know like nine out of ten, eight out of ten. It's just a solid, good movie. That's no. it. It's really entertaining. Steven Spielberg, he he doesn't ever make bad movies, but he can make okay movies. But this is a this is a good movie. Pretty good movie. It's a great movie. Uh, so the next one, we're gonna spend a little more time on this one. We saw a quiet place. Shh. Shh. <laughs> okay. It's the rest of the podcast is going to be like this. I don't think people can remember when Chase was playing Destiny. And oh yeah, like <laughs> and then you go left, and then you go right, and then you shoot that person. <laughs> um, so, A Quiet Place was directed by none other than Jim from The Office or John Krasinski. I think this is like the third movie he's directed. Yeah, 
I guess the other ones weren't that Some great. Some ones. Yeah, they weren't that good, but this one was, everyone's just raving. They're like, Yeah, Whoa. so he's no Jordan Peele where his first movie gets an Oscar. Yeah, it's his third one, but you know, third luck's a charm, if that's how the saying goes. It did sound wrong coming out of my mouth. <laughs> third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. <laughs> what, I, what I say? Third, third luck. <laughs> third luck's a charm. Lucky charm. too loud. Sorry. It's a quiet place. So, Quiet Place is based in a post-apocalyptic world, but it's not too far into it. It starts off, this isn't a spoiler, but it starts off 89 days into it. It says it right across the front of the screen. You and it's, f- and it, I think it's like the incident starts in 2016. Yeah, so it's not that far into the future. And I kind of like that. Um, it's They still have electricity. They still have you know running water. There's still things like that. That's what kind of does that whole juxtaposed to like what we typically see with apocalyptic movies where like if you see monsters like oh it makes sense because everything's gray in the world and they fit well in this world but when you see like a monster running through a field of like poppies <laughs> like it kind of throws you off as far as like that doesn't look like like the, is this a bad scene yeah <laughs> it, it looks it actually makes it look scarier but it's based on it's it's the surrounding a family who is just trying to survive in this world and there's these creatures that we don't really get an explanation of where they came from but it doesn't really matter possibly a meteorite yeah, um, because it said Angels of Death. Yeah, and so it sets up the movie within the first five, ten minutes of the movie. You like, you know exactly what you're getting into, which I appreciated because I'm not, I don't see too many thrillers or horror movies, but it's the movie's only an hour and a half long. It sets up the premise within the first five to ten minutes, and because they can't really explain anything to you because these creatures have crazy hearing, they almost give you the entire setting of the movie from John Krasinski's characters like the newspaper clips and all the writings in his office and I felt like I got the story like I know what's going on I just know that no one can talk and they have to do sign language because if you make any sound these crazy alien creatures who have crazy hearing will kill you on sight which actually not on sight because they can't see you so yeah be more uh, sensitive or smell you yeah can they smell you no No, okay that's one of the we'll talk about that later but there are some things that kind of stuck out to me that didn't make sense as far as the director, John Krasinski, not following his own rules as far as how the monsters play. But we'll okay. talk about that in a bit. Um, overall, here's some notes I have for what I liked, and then maybe you guys can jump off this as well. Um, I thought it was a great thriller. It gets right into it. I already mentioned that. Um, I uh, I hated the kids in this movie. <laughs> so it's a family with kids, and one actually is deaf, which plays into the the world of them having to learn how to do sign language. But it's like this family almost has a one-up on some other families because they already had someone in their family who was deaf, so they had to learn how to communicate through sign and language. she looks like she's like 15. Yeah, maybe a little younger, 14. Yeah. Um, but kids suck in the, an apocalyptic setting. It's like <laughs> I'm about to... Walking Dead? <laughs> I know, right? I'm about to have a kid, and I don't know if... Uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so, but, Let's uh, just hope everything goes fine for the next 20, 30 years. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the girl is deaf. And it was really cool, though. I guess this is a win for the, the deaf community, uh, supposedly. I don't is know. It? According to someone, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, because John Krasinski, who is the director and wrote it um, or helped write it, said he pushed for an actual deaf person to be cast in the role of his daughter. So that gives it an extra, um, I guess, more genuine performance from someone and that way they could interact with somebody because i think she had to teach them they actually had an interpreter but also she taught them how to sign as well so they like had it more of a um natural feel to it and then also it really helped that emily blunt was his wife which is his wife in real life 
because I saw that the connection between well, they them. They have chemistry. Yeah, they have chemistry, yeah. exactly. The kids did not have chemistry with each other. No, no, no. no. They didn't look like brothers and sisters. Yeah. They act like brothers and sisters. This daughter kind of has a big nose like John Trickensitzik, so I kind of. She looked like she well, that's fine, could have been but his like, son, but not Emily Blunt's like, daughter. No, yeah. Like, especially the youngest kid. Like, I didn't. I felt like he was adopted. Yeah. Like, the way that they treated him. Yeah. And, like, the the daughter treated him. I was like, hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. and it doesn't help that <laughs> teenagers already suck. But that's okay. <laughs> teenagers already suck in real life, but just to, like imagine teenagers who are deaf in an apocalyptic se- apocalyptic setting. Teenagers already want to do their own thing, and it's not good to have that attitude when you have freaking alien creatures running around. Yeah. So, um, some other things that stood out to me, uh, I thought the performances were really good from John Krasinski and then Emily Blunt. There's one scene in the movie, and this is in, in the trailer. She is actually pregnant, and they're expecting a baby. And basically the whole premise is them trying to prepare to have this baby. And we all know that babies are freaking loud when they're born. Well, pregnancy is loud. Pregnancy is <laughs> loud as well. Uh, and so they're preparing for the baby, but there's an actual scene where she gives birth when she's not expecting it, but she can't make any noise. And I think Emily Blunt has had kids in real life. Yeah. So like she already knows what three kids. Yeah, she already knows what it feels like. But to have that performance, like her face, it looked like super believable. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to go through that in like two months when our baby's born. So Well, you're not going to No, exactly. But I'm trying to Andrew. I'm trying to empathize. You get one of those like helmet things that like make you feel the pain of Andrew don't have to be quiet. That's true. Unless we want to play a game like pretending we're in the movie A Quiet Place. And like, prepare, sh- sh- yeah. just in case. Just yes, in case. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll be ready if those alien creatures attack us at the hospital. Uh, but I thought the performances were super good as far as like they had to emote a lot with their facial expressions because they don't talk much and they had to use a lot of sign language. Um, yeah, and I think they did a really good job like classic thriller movies where like they tease the monster throughout mm-hmm. until they finally reveal what it looked like. I. Some horror movies, I think, I don't see as many as you guys do, but some horror movies nowadays like struggle with that. Like they want to show you the monster like right away in the trailer, oh, show, yeah, or too much or something like that. So, what are some things you guys liked about? We still the movie? basically showed it right away, but uh, it was like, more blue. They didn't, like sit on it, exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I really, really liked was it was just a bunch of jump scares. Yeah, but they tied it in with the theme of the movie so well, which is why I think the, they were earned. Yeah, it didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel like. Oh, you know, it's that typical, the girl's going downstairs and looking around, and she's like, mom, and then the cat moves, and it scares everyone in the theater, and yeah. they're like, oh, it was just a cat. Well, that's the thing. I like that that the scares weren't really fake. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, the cat stuff, like, that's stupid. Yeah. It was... Like, everything, like, needed to happen that way. Yeah, because, like, when a sound happened, they're like, crap. Yeah, because when someone gets scared by, like, say, a cat in another movie, they just go on. They laugh. They're all. Yeah, yeah. And then they laugh. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't laugh afterwards after this because you're like, oh shit! Like, was that too loud or was that too quiet enough? Like, they all just sit there. Like, it's almost like. I bet you every time they made a sound, they peed. Yeah, they just they just they just constantly dribbling. Pee either because then that makes sound. That's true. That's true. Or you gotta take a quick one. You gotta watch watch yourself, dude. That means like, have you ever had those times where like. You had to pee, but you had things to do, and then you finally go pee, and it's a long one. Yeah. They couldn't do that nope. in that movie. <laughs> they had to like have a constant catheter, <laughs> right? just like a little pouch, and then just- They didn't actually have one, but- Yeah. In that world. But then, um, like, some some night, like I, I'd probably be dead instantly, just because some nights I snore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd be dead instantly. If I'm sick or I sleep on my back, I snore. So That is called- um, survival of the fittest. Yeah, Darwin 
selection. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, if you're a snorer, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. But I usually sleep on my side, so I'd be okay. And I sleep like the dead. I don't move. Yeah. That There's... would suck, though, because you know how, like, sometimes you just talk in your sleep? Yeah. <gasps> that would suck. Yeah, like, you're how dead. do you, you can't control yourself Or if you, you had night terrors, you especially know, living in that world. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have nightmares all the time. Yeah. I don't know how they sleep in that world. You'll be dead. <laughs> You'll be dead. But, uh, yeah, um, go ahead. But yeah, so I, I like that the each jump scare was validated and such. And yeah, I had a coworker that kind of said like they didn't like how the sounds were different, like just like super abrupt and really loud. Uh-huh. But I was like, if you're living in a world where you don't talk at all and the only sounds you hear is like some water, the wind in the grass or just birds chirping – like when you make a huge loud sound, it might not sound super loud right now, but for them in that situation, they're just like, it hits them harder because yeah. they're not used to loud crashing sounds. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of desensitized ourselves as a society where we're used to noises constantly. Like there's some noises that I don't hear anymore because when I used to live in Philadelphia, they used to have a joke where you just fall asleep to the music of ambulances. Yeah. Like you'd hear them all the time, but that's just because that environment is used to that setting. So people get used to it. Yeah. But if you ever go camping, you're like the evolution of how our ears work and the biology and everything. Like we almost got that, you know, flight or fight kind of sense. And when you hear those loud noises in the world of camping, when you're not in that surrounding all the time, you do like more are you, like you said, you are more alert to like those yeah. sounds that are like louder. So, and then, on top of it, I think that's what they were going for, too, because when they're switching from the hearing people in the movie over to the daughter that was dead. Oh, yeah, it's, like, completely silent. Yeah, you, when you're from her perspective, you heard nothing at yeah. all. And then when you switch back and forth, so that's what they were trying to do is trying to make you as the audience feel what they're feeling Yeah, type thing. And – it it worked. Like <clears throat> normally in scary movies, I try talking myself down. Like I'll lean over, make a joke. Or yeah, you do that a couple it. times. <laughs> but I couldn't. It was so quiet in the theater. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't say anything. <laughs> what about you, Down? You saw it twice, didn't you? Yeah. Was it scarier the second time? Um, I'm just kidding. It's usually not scary the second <laughs> time because you know what's coming. Well, yeah, well, even even if like I don't know, I have I've become desensitized with scary movies because yeah. like. I can read the setting and like, oh, something's going to happen right now and something's going to happen right here. And like, but the good thing with this movie is when you do see something coming up, it's like something's going to happen. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, like we were talking about, like where they set something up for something scary to happen and then it's nothing. Cause I always feel like cheated out when that stuff happens. That's true. Like everything, everything that jumped out at you like needed to happen. And yeah. it made sense why they did jump and, like, why the audience jumped. It was really funny because um, when I saw it yesterday, uh, one of the one of the guys we went with, he's a little more feminine. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I can't remember where it was, but it was in the very beginning, like, one of the first, like, jump scares. Yeah. And he, like, screamed, <laughs> like, so loud. Like, we all thought it was, like, one of the girls that was with us, but no, it was him. <laughs> it was probably more enjoyable because it was your second time, so yeah. you already knew it was coming, so you could yeah. just enjoy it and he laugh was, about like, it. He screamed. Like, half of the half of the theater, like, was kind of laughing at him, mm-hmm. and then the other half behind us thought he was faking it. Oh, though, just to be rowdy? Even though it was genuine. Like, he was legitimately <laughs> scared. <laughs> and that's, that's, like, 
Dude, what the, it sounded like. Those that's loud like, noises got me every time. <laughs> I, I jumped. It's, it's funny how like you never know what anyone else's reaction is going to be, like who's sitting next to you. Because the movie theater is a weird place. Like if you ever like sat in a movie and then just looked around for a bit mm-hmm. and realized like we're watching a movie with a bunch of random people I've never met in my life. Right. Like I'm like a foot away from these people. I what? wish I saw it in Moreno Valley. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah. That was, oh, that have been so good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard people say that. If no offense, Phil. If, I'm not taking offense. Well, if black people that. lived in this world, they'd be dead because they're all freaking loud. <laughs> I I think I would agree that a lot of people would die because <laughs> they don't know how to shut their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like when they freak out. They freak out. Yeah, <laughs> someone maybe, said that. They but would... maybe because their voices would get like so high that the monsters wouldn't hear it, the or frequency? it would hurt, or it would hurt their ears, <laughs> so they would like back off. I, I do always say what I can't like when people say like, "Oh, can you call so and so back?" I'm like, I can't. My voice when I shout it reaches the same frequency as yeah. sound itself. So yeah, it just disappears. Yeah, I I'm discovered. Like, for anyone, I think I've told this to Phil many times, but I discovered a long time ago that when black people get angry. Their voice goes like an octave higher. So they start off like, what the hell, man? Like, come on, man! They get like super high. <laughs> Mine does when we're playing Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man! Get out the... Pl-. What is it? Find the point! Find the point! Find the point! Like, get around! <laughs> what was that, Mickey Mouse? I know. Come on, man! But yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, what were we talking about? Are we about? having spoilers in this? Uh, we kind of already did. Well... The movie's so short, it's hard to talk about without spoiling. Yeah, yeah we won't. An hour and we half. won't spoil anyone's deaths. Yeah. Well, let's go there. Whoa, whoa, you just said people die in the movie? It's a horror movie. <laughs> um, so Everybody's perfectly safe and fine. Nobody, no. nobody died in signs. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, my, my tangent. <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. You thought this movie was better than signs? No, I thought signs were better. Oh, yeah. It's behind. <laughs> uh, no, uh, my point was about being in the theaters. Chris Cabe, who's been on the podcast a few times, scared to death of the clowns, went and saw it. And the part where Pennywise is chewing on the arm and then waves, it's kind of a comedic scene. It is. He screamed, just like how Down was explaining this guy that was with him. And some like guy was right next to Chris was like, leaned over, was like, hey, can you uh, can you knock it off? Like, not be that loud. It's like, how are you going to tell someone to knock off when they're genuinely scary scared? Movie. Right? I feel like that's only a thing I've noticed in Utah really? with scary movies. Oh. Like, everyone... They're so dead inside. Well, that's, that's like, the, I, <laughs> well so for, the most, for the most part, whenever I go to see a movie in Utah, like the theater's quiet. Like yeah, the, when things are funny, they'll laugh, but yeah. it's like it's like a very like courteous laugh. It's almost like a sacrament laugh. <laughs> so, like, and so the, the the principle of being reverent is too prevalent in the yeah, state of Utah. It's the, it's the yeah, it's the there's community. No, there's no rowdiness. But like, because I, I I always like enjoyed going to the movies in Marina Valley, like. Because just, people lived the movie. Yeah, everyone was just like, they were like in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I remember like, going to like movie premieres too, like Star Wars and crap. We were teenagers. Like the crowds get nuts before the movie uh, even starts. I remember watching The Grudge with Jonathan. This is that's this is a long time ago. Yeah. That's like <laughs> 2002. Anyway, Jonathan had long hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we went and saw that movie and like all the, the ethnic people in the theater- <laughs> They were That's like the most PC thing you said <laughs> ever. I'm like, all right, <laughs> but no, like they they were very vocal during the whole movie. Yeah, they was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, don't go up there. I was going to get you. Yeah. Like, they just get all crazy and like, I don't know. It just makes the movie funner. Yeah, it doesn't oh, make I, it as scary anymore. I kind of wish I watched a Quiet Place with my grandma. She's like, mm mm. 
Mm-mm, don't go there. <laughs> oh, man. That's like, I think I might have told this story before. Forgive me if I've told on the podcast, but Marty, who was on last time, mm. he, on his honeymoon, went and saw Barbershop because they had nothing to do one day, and they were in Florida, and there was a ton of black people, and he said it was the funniest freaking movie and best experience he's ever had in a movie theater. And then a couple of months later, when it came out on DVD, he bought it. He said it was the worst movie he's ever seen. <laughs> but it's because because during the movie, the people were just so loud and talking to the actual like movie and what's going on. It just it made it more entertaining. Well, that's why that's I like lo- true 4D right there. That's why I loved going to midnight showings back in the day. Yeah, because those were the true fans going to see the movies and. The energy was there. Yeah. Now, since the like first showings at like seven o'clock, you get the casual people that come to see the movies. True. And they're just like, no, I guess I'll go see it. I got nothing else going yeah. on right now. Because people had to like line up, like yeah, actually had, line up yeah. for hours. Yeah, they had to line up, like, and it's just like, I don't know, it was a cooler experience. Yeah. Kind of like Black Fridays nowadays. Sales are getting earlier and earlier for them yeah, casual, black, those casuals to come out. Yeah, the black Black Fridays is lame now. It's like, what's the point? Well, because it starts on Thursday. Yeah, no. And you get like better deals like throughout the year. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, online. <laughs> like at the beginning. Hey guys, let's give thanks pe- around this turkey and, people, and then be like dicks to each other and a couple hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in the parking lot, Gerald. Yeah. Well, and people have figured out that the Black Friday special TVs, they actually suck. Yeah. Like yeah. those ones always die a lot faster. It's not like it's a regular TV. They actually specifically make these TVs to come out on Black Friday uh, so that they can have people just come to the, their stores just to buy stuff. There you go. Fun fact. It's just garbage. So, yeah. So, if, if you ever buy a TV on Black Friday, make sure that the number at the end is like a, like a, a even number. Like if it's like a six thousand or like a fifty five hundred, mm-hmm. like don't ever get like the Are you talking the about one the serial eight number. Yeah. yeah, well, just like the series. Like my my newest TV is like series eight series or like that's like eight thousand or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. And, but don't get the ones that say like one six two five or like any any like random number like that. It's it's gonna be. Crap. It's probably them just making more TVs to get make their numbers. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. selling products. Anyway, back to the movie. That was a good tangent. <laughs> what really worked in this movie, too, was coming home, I turn on my Xbox, and that little chime that the Xbox makes, I was like, oh, shh. Like, <laughs> is that too loud? Like, for the first, you know, half hour of being out of the movie, like, it really did make you think, like, would I be able to live in a world where I nope. couldn't talk? Not us, especially our loud group of friends or family. We're so better. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> the only Man. thing Five I, years ago. the only flaw I had was there are some things that the monsters. So for anyone like they have crazy hearing, like it shows you in the movie like how big their ears are and how sensitive they are, and they can't and they can smell. In, they can increase like the frequency of what yeah, they can hear and stuff. But it's almost like, do you feel like sometimes the monsters had selective hearing? Because there's one part towards the end of the movie where it's like I don't think that person made any noise, but yet the monster heard them and saw them and chased after them, but. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Mm. So I don't know. I don't, like I just I feel like I don't think so. But but I know that it, there's I think some I kind know of what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. There's some kind of inconsistencies. Yes. Like like heavy breathing. Yes. Like that they would have heard. Yeah. But because then he hears different. like another like quieter sound. Yeah. Like, so like that's it's at that same time you're just like stop breathing so loudly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> They're like like doing like a it. normal like try and get their breathing back to normal. I get it. You're in pain, but (laughs) yeah, he's gonna kill you. Shut up. You're gonna die. And they did did a good job explaining in the middle of the movie, like how louder noise is like a waterfall. They can be like if it's as long as you find a louder noise that's louder than you, you're being protected. It's almost like that. It's almost like the analogy of I don't have to run faster than the bear. I just have to run faster than you. It's like 
if something's protecting you, like you yourself can be safe from the monsters because there's something that else that the monsters are focusing on. Because the monsters probably already checked out the water before, and that since it's a constant noise, they're probably like, "Well, they oh, they, I know what that is." They yeah. know they know the sound of nature versus like something li- like alive. Yeah. yeah, and they, wait, just to confirm, they said that the monsters did not have a good sense of smell. They don't. Smell. They don't. Okay, they, they don't. don't smell because they there don't was see. a time that okay. Because I mean, blood more people it, would have died. If that's, they true, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's why I was thinking because there was blood in the movie, and I was like, oh, they would be able to smell. Oh, you're that. dead. Yeah, you're, you're dead. dead. And then I was like, oh, apparently they don't smell. Yeah. But anyway, there's a freaking. Other than that, like there, are, I mean, I think with thrillers in general, like you almost have to suspend your disbelief and forget, like just for a little bit, just for a bit. There's inconsistencies, but for the most part, I don't see too many thrillers. But the last movie I saw that was scary was It, and that was. Better, but for different reasons. It's like, more of a horror. It's though. a horror, and it has this comedy in it. This is a thriller. I think this is the best thriller I've personally seen in a while. Again, I don't see for anyone who's listening to my opinion. I don't see as many thrillers as maybe Down or Phil does. But for me, Ten Cloverfield Lane was pretty. Oh, that oh, I saw that. I did watch good. that, but that wasn't like with. Well, it was, but it wasn't about like aliens. or Yeah, creatures. this one was different. But yeah, but I it's a thriller. Thought, yeah, it's not like a horror movie. Yeah. Now, so. Dallin already saw it twice. I personally don't need to own this movie. I no. wouldn't go see it again. But I do recommend, if you want to go see a good hour and a half movie, get some jump scares that are earned and they're not cheap, oh. like go see the movie in theaters. And speaking of which, um, so John Krasinski was in talks with Bad Robot to make this a Cloverfield movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It was That'd like, be kind of cool. It was going to be tied in, but I'm glad that they didn't yeah. because – like Cloverfield movies now have a stigma. Yeah. And it was nice going into this movie without any type of like expectation of what kind of movie it was going to be. Yeah. So I I think it was better for them to not like be a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. But my coworker asked been cool. me like, oh, did you feel like there needed to be more or blah, blah? Because she had her, you know, like I can't think of the word. Expectations? Yeah. And I was like, no, like I like that I was the so. movie. It, it's a very simple movie. Exactly, it was what it was. Like, like it, they kind of made it cheesy at the very last scene, but bleh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> as soon that. as I saw that, I was like, I was like, ten out of ten. I'm like, <laughs> man, why'd you have to do that? <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, right. But there weren't Pokemon in it, so it should be a three. Unless they, that creature is a new Pokemon. Catch them all. <laughs> there you go. Wait, was the Pokemon the trainer trying to catch all the people? <laughs> no, but. The monsters were the Pokemon. Dude, so question. Did you guys stay? I just found today there was an end credit scene. Is there really? Yeah. I stayed too. Yeah. Gilbert, I stayed and I didn't see anything. Okay. Oh, you did? He lied. He's I, lying. Gilbert texted me. <laughs> it's Gilbert. So Yeah, I know. He's Gilbert texted me and he said this. He said the end credit scene is their neighbor shows up and he's a beet farmer and it's Dwight and he comes oh. and brings flowers oh. to send his condolences. Stupid. <laughs> Freaking Gilbert. I was like, there was an end credit scene? Dang it. And then he literally just said, yeah, Dwight shows up. He lived at the beet farm that was next to Jim's. He brought Damn. over some flowers. <laughs> it trolled me big time, but I had Damn. a good chuckle from that text. I knew he was lying. Uh, so yeah. Never, I, never, never trust him. I know. Again. So I recapped the movie to my wife because she doesn't like scary movies. Yeah, my wife didn't want to see it either. So I told her and then I recapped it in probably seven minutes and she's like that was it I yeah. Was like, yeah and she was like oh that was really short i was it's like an yeah hour and a half. but felt longer i cried 
You did? Yeah, when I when I told her like a certain part in the movie, I, oh. I just like cried and I was just like, bitch. Yeah, I'm just basically <laughs> that's what I called me. <laughs> no, that, yeah, it has some emotional parts that actually like are deserved too. Yeah, it, it was like like I no I never cried because after movies. the after I watched it the second time they were talking about it, they're like. Well, I just didn't feel like they developed like connection with like the family enough, and this is. I'm like, yeah, they did. Like, yeah, that scene wouldn't have had as much impact if they didn't. So, yeah, yeah. and I think yeah, you're right. They did spend enough time where there was some light moment, not light moments, but there's some. There were some times to breathe in the movie where we didn't have yeah. the creatures, where it really focused on the, the drama of the family dynamic of having a deaf girl, and then something yeah. else happened tragic in the very beginning of the movie that added another layer to why the yeah. family's kind of jacked up. And there's so. only so much character development you can do without talking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And I still feel like they successfully pulled it off. Yeah, like, they, I cared I, about the family did, yeah. without, again, because it was the good acting performance I of, mean, I hated the, like, you said, the, the kids. The freaking kids, so man. Like, Gosh. I, I liked them, but... I just didn't feel like no, no, I didn't no, no, hate I them liked because them. they did a bad job of acting. I hated them because the stupid decisions they made. How stressed I <laughs> was. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but well, kids. I, you have to think about like and this is inspire either. By the time you're in the like main portion of the movie, it's like a year and a half into everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the first part says 89 days 89, and then yeah. the next one it says like 390 some odd days or something like that. Yeah, it goes up to 470. 470 yeah. or something like that. So, so it's like a year. A, and... That's literally a year and a half. Yeah. And so it's like you can't expect teenagers or preteens to automatically adapt yeah. after having 10 plus years of, you know. Regular life. Carefree life. Like, oh, my parents took care of me, blah, blah, blah. Like, I hate to bring this up again, but like look at Walking Dead. They had been living it for years, and the teenagers still make dumb decisions. Exactly. That's just the problem of the writing with the TV show and stuff like that, yeah. which they didn't. They avoided it in this one. But but still, it's like they've only been living it for a year and a half. They don't understand the severity of like, oh, I made this sound. This monster's going to come and eat me. Yeah. I mean, the boy, maybe. He was, yeah. He was yeah, a pros bit. yet. <laughs> but I think what you said earlier at the very beginning of the podcast, how both of these movies – did a good job at taking something that maybe they've been done before or there are certain premises they've took, but they actually made it more unique. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what The Quiet Place did is I think there's been movies before. Like I think Tremors is yeah. another movie where their monster has a handicap like they don't see or hear. And they go off vibrations. Whoa, whoa. they're not handicapped. They're they not can handicapped. do anything that any other monster oh, can do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I watched a TED up. talk about deaf people. They, they couldn't see or smell, so they're like – that, just, that would definitely be a handicap, but it's not for them. Yeah, it's normal for them. What I'm trying to say, Phil's laughing over here. Uh, I have another episode I want to do in a week or so about handicaps and uh, deaf people, but because we're not going to get into it, but that this movie kind of sparked a conversation, sparked a conversation with my family. I have a sister-in-law who is studying... Um, interpretation. Interpretation. I almost, said, I almost said studying deaf people. <laughs> like they're... Uh, Anyway, <laughs> they're not gonna be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so, um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, quiet place. Uh, go see it in the theater. Uh, again, it, to me, it was good one time. I'm not gonna own it because it's some, some thrillers and horrors are so good that you would like to own it and watch it over and over again. I want and, my kids to watch it though, so I think I'm gonna get it. Your kids, like, yeah. still got a while. You're planning to have, like 15 Freak years down out. the road, like <laughs> no, 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 15 years. I'm gonna have my be five kid. years old. Give me no Blu-rays or <laughs> digital copies in the future. Yeah, we'll be in the Oasis, like on uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> That'll be perfect because I don't have to buy it. Probably you can just watch it. Yeah. It's true, but uh, yeah, go see this movie. 
Uh, Ready Player One was great. Go see that. Quiet Place. Go see it, but don't you know? Pay attention to how loud you are when you uh, <laughs> when you live your the next twenty four hours after seeing a Quiet Place, because then you can gauge on if you were gonna die or not. Oh, I have to bring that up. Go so ahead. today when I was leaving for work, so we live like right basically in the mountain, and not in the mountain, not like, like, the, like, not the, like the dwarves from Lord of the Rings or the yeah. Hobbit. And so when I was walking out from the basement, all I could hear was just like some grass like blowing the wind and some birds. And I l- legit was like, start tiptoeing. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I just started like making all this noise, pushing trash cans around. I'm like, yeah, come and get me. Yeah. So moral of the day or lesson of the day, don't have kids in the apocalypse. <laughs> if you do, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Just... People always talk. They they always stock up on supplies and food and all that stuff. You need to stock up on some freaking birth control and some prophylactics <laughs> or condoms because having a kid in the apocalypse is like the worst. It's like a handicap. <laughs> anyway, what about making kids in the apocalypse. That too. That was did they, to, did they have to shoot off fireworks for that too? What do you mean? <laughs> making kids like sex? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I guess because there's sometimes Phil said he leaned over. And he's like, they got. They're gonna have to have. Sneaky sex or like quiet sex, and that's how they had to do it all the time. Oh, but then you could find some weird fetishes of like, I guess they already have those like gagging people to like keep them from talking. Man, now we're now we're like almost sounds like we're reviewing Fifty Shades of Grey instead of a quiet place. You should put that as the podcast title: Fifty, 50 Shades, Shades of, of Quiet Quiet places. Quiet Places. I'll think of something clever. Um, well, anything else you guys want to say 50 about Fifty Shades of Quiet? Fifty Shades of Handicap, <laughs> dude. Why do you guys? Anyway, these guys make weird faces when I make these inappropriate jokes. It's because we're all. It's because this is gonna be heard by our mothers. That's why. Nah, um, you guys, okay. anything else to say about these movies? Um, no. Cool. Great movies, but lack of Pokemon. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, there's some Pokemon in Avengers: Infinity War because that's gonna get a three out of ten from you as well. Oh yeah, didn't you see a trailer? There's tons of them. There's four-armed guys, like oh, Machamp. Machamp. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, which, by the way, we'll tend the podcast off with uh, just trying to avoid spoilers if you guys are walking into uh, Avengers Infinity War. I told Dallin before you got here that there was a minute and a half behind the scenes, like interviews of the cast. So it was more interviews of like how we came to be, and this is cool that I've always wanted to work with Chris Pratt. Benedict Cumberbatch said that, and then like how it's, said, it's, he's it's, like, yeah, it's un- underwhelming. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, see, I was saying like, dang it, I wish I didn't watch it because it got me more pumped up. But at the same time, it showed scenes from the movie that aren't in the trailer, oh, I and I was like, it. I just listened. Actually. Oh, so you're so, still good. But yeah. anyway, we got two weeks till Avengers: Infinity War comes out. I'm definitely gonna have more podcasts between now and then, but that's most likely gonna be our next movie review, and we're gonna try to make a good old long review of just the movie itself, and then a couple days later we'll have a episode where it's full on spoiler discussion. So. Um, get ready for that. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Episode- Unless the movie sucks, yes. then we'll have an hour of us just ragging on it. Yeah, <laughs> this like could Star Wars. Yeah, this because could be, it sucked. Yeah, this could be the last Jedi 2.0. Which, by the way, did you guys see the trailer for uh, Han Solo? No. Yeah, the it looks one? good. I, last Jedi interested. left such a bad taste in my mouth. I haven't watched one solo <laughs> trailer. I'm, I'm actually excited for Solo. Yeah, I'll have to watch it's it after like, this. Everyone's. And I don't want to drag this on, but the last thing I want to say was like. Everything in the movie, but 
the guy who plays Han Solo is selling the movie, which is unfortunate because it, the movie's called Solo. Maybe they should just call the movie like Smugglers. And then I'm like, oh, okay. It's not emphasizing Han Solo, so who cares if he sucks as an actor or not, but because it says Solo across from it. But I think the thing it has going for it, though, is since Last Jedi set people's expectations really low. Yeah. They'll actually go into this movie like expecting it to Super suck. Low. Just and eyes they're like, rolling. They're like, oh, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> it's better than Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. That's, Wouldn't it suck that's like, like a, saying McDonald's is better than, than In N Out? Oh. <laughs> um, that'd be funny if after a couple of years, like after all these saga movies out, like everyone loves the standalone movies of like Rogue One and Solo better than like Episode 7, 8, well, that's 9. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, episode 37. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Phil, thanks for coming. No problem. Dallin, good luck with your thing in a couple minutes. Yep. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Awesome. I'm John Lyon, your host. This has been the John Lyon Podcast. Peace out.